Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I'm joined, as always, by the number one Jets fan in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris, everybody. What's up, everybody? What's good? What's going on, boys? You know him, you love him, the number one tight end in the history of the universe, the big Wookiee Nicholas Kronk in the building! Feeling good off another Giants W. What's up, Wook? What's going on, everybody? Good time to be a New York football fan. That's true. Cousin Sammy got to see that first divisional W this weekend. You've seen him before. I mean, in your new seats, your season ticket seats, Sammy. You got to see that W, Jets, Dolphins. Welcome to the show with the greatest high school football coach in the nation, Sammy O'Hare. Jeff fans, what's going on? I was just more upset that the Wookiee was there to claw some Dolphins up, you know? That's true. That's true, guys. You know, you can always use the Wookiees to smack around any wild animals you need, you know, because he puts out that, just that pheromone they're frightened of. That's what the Wookiee has in him at all times, guys. Jets coming off a 40-17 to beatdown of the Dolphins. Now, I guess the final score does look like a beatdown. We know the game was much closer than that. Tight game as we went through, 19-17, to with about 13 minutes left, boys. Dolphins miss a field goal, and then three Jets touchdowns in the next three Jet possessions. In between that... Big fumble strip sack by Carl Lawson. Let's go. Carl Lawson had seven quarterback hits this weekend, guys. Oh, we're going to get to it. Carl Lawson showed up to play this weekend. Another stoppage on down. Three touchdowns in a row, and the Jets walk out of there with the W, 40-17. to The, I don't want to say it's the coming out party for Brees Hall, Mike. I think we all knew he was pretty good. But this kind of reminds me of the game Garrett Wilson had a few weeks ago. You know, where a rookie kind of put the team on his back, and we just rode him the whole game. Interesting game the way it turned out. I love defense stepped up. We know Sauce made a bunch of plays. Had a big-time safety there. Injured Teddy B. See you later. In comes Skylar Thompson, I think his name was. Right, guys? Yeah. Interception on the day. Had a fumble on the day. Did the best he could. Jets come away with W. Michael, we chatted about it after the game on the way home when I was driving as safely as I could, but still talking to you at the same time. Jets W, I know you were excited. What are your thoughts about a few days to let it marinate? What are you thinking now about this big win this weekend? Yeah, it was a huge win. We needed it. But I'll tell you guys this. This is the template of what this offense and what this defense wanted to be. You know, we were saying the Jets lacked an identity, right? Their identity is running the ball first. And this is the first time you got to see why they took Brees Hall in the second round. And again, I don't like to always brag and everything, but we, AEBG, said, you, you know what, we didn't get Debo Samuel, we didn't get Tyreek Hill, we didn't get any of these superstar receivers, but we need someone that is going to transform this offense, someone who's going to allow Zach Wilson to be able to grow, 
someone who is going to put fear into the heart of all the defensive coordinators. And we all said, take the best running back in the draft. And that was Brees Hall. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to see it on Sunday. Pass to throw. I think it was 21 to 33. 33 exactly. Runs, yep. 21. That's exactly what we wanted to do. And we have not been able to actually show that until this game. And you know what? Zach Wilson, did he have five touchdowns? No. He had no touchdowns throwing, had one rushing, but he managed the game. And that's really all we wanted from him. Can you operate the offense? Can you look serviceable? Can you manage it? Because that's really how Robert Sala said, we're going to lift you up, right? Remember Tom Brady in the beginning of his career, he wasn't slinging it. He, he wasn't slinging it. He was 150, 200 yards, a touchdown here, a touchdown there, because they were running the ball and they were preparing him to when he got the long hair and then he started throwing 500 yards, but that was after. That's what we need this young quarterback to do. We need this one young quarterback to learn the game, uh, uh, you know, call on him when needed, just like in the Pittsburgh game in the fourth quarter. We called on him Superman, right? He did great. But i that's the biggest takeaway I got from this game was we found our identity. That is what Michael Fuller is going to want to do going forward. And Brees Hall is the beast we thought he was. And I'm telling you guys right now, the NFL has put the NFL on notice because this kid is going to go in now trying to get that offensive rookie of the year award. So that was the biggest takeaway for me, 40 point on the on the fish. Sam, we chatted about it the other day a little bit, come out of the game, 33 rushing attempts, like Mike just said, 21 passing attempts. Seems like the offense this game, obviously we know went through Brees Hall. He had two catches for 197 yards rushing. He counted for, what, 75%, 70% of the offense on the day for the team. I mean, we envisioned it in the offseason, Sammy. We thought if this kid's everything we hope he could be, it's just going to help Zach because it's not going to all be on this kid's shoulders. We want Zach to have a chance to learn, get better, kind of grow into the season. Maybe down the line this year, you could ask him to ball a little harder, throw the ball a little more. I know that first game Zach played well. This game, he didn't have to do as much. But, Sammy, it does seem like Brees Hall could be what we all thought he was going to be which is the engine of this offense in 2022. Yeah, I mean, Mike said it. Uh, I don't, We, as ABG podcasters, don't like to toot our horn, but I've said for three weeks now, if we run the ball 25 times, we'll win the game. We run it 33 times. We run it 27 times. We win both games, right? Um, my big concern, the win is huge. I don't care who's playing. You still have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. You have to shut down. You have the corners, which I'm sure we're going to talk about soon, crushing it throughout five games, being in the top 10, both of them, in terms of QB passer against and yards per catch against. Crushing it. So my big concern for this team after last week, having to getting an opportunity to reflect, because I was, like you, Keith, super hyped after that Miami W, is... My big concern is that defense because the third string guys in and yeah, Carl Lawson crushed the defense, crushed it, but he had a lot of opportunity to kind of cut us underneath, got a lot of plays over the top that were open, but he just didn't have the time for it. And I like, again, that we're sort of filling the gaps that we're not getting week to week. Every week is a different team and something good 
is happening, but something bad that was good last week is happening, right? So the pass game suffered this week, but the screen and run game worked really well. Sure. Um, defensively last week, our secondary was fantastic, but this week our pass rush and our linebackers didn't have much of an impact, but our pass rush had a really great impact this week. So I think you want to, again, see all of those things line up. Like, can we make it all work? Yeah. And we're going to break this game down. Mike has a tremendous game review coming, guys. we got some more stats to get to. I know on the day, Miami did have 295 yards. Not that that's too crazy, but um, there was times in the game, like Sammy said, they were able to move the ball. I think a lot of the drives where they moved the ball was Raheem Mostert. I mean, he really was effective most of the day. A couple big pass interference calls. Tyree Kill's stats weren't crazy on the day, but I think he had maybe 90 yards in pass interferences. I know we only had five penalties on the day, but 105 yards in penalties on the day for the Jets. But hey, we're sitting here at three and two. Like we said, we're going to break the game down in a moment a little further. Three and two, good for fifth place in the AFC right now. I know it's a little early, guys. I know it's only week five, but go ahead, bust it out. Check out NFL.com, New York Jets right there in the playoff picture, which feels great. Mike, I know some people didn't envision the Jets in this situation after five games, to say the least. Nope. nope. Some of these pundits out there pictured the Jets. Stephen A. Smith is one of them. Brady Quinn's one of them. You know, just stinking it up, Mike. There's many of them, Mike. There's, there's a, too many to even too many to even bring up right now on the podcast, and I get it. Jets are low-hanging fruit. Jets are easy to take a shot at. You know, it's, it's ingrained in people's psyche, you know, to kind of take shots at the Jets. But Brady Quinn kind of, man, he went in on our boy, Zach. And Mike, he did some serious backpedaling this week. Serious backpedaling this week from what I saw saying, oh, I didn't say the Jets would be 0-8 or 1-9. You know, I just said they'd be probably not favored in eight or nine games. And then something, well, no, I didn't didn't say the Jets are going to be moving on from Zach Wilson. I just said if they only win five games, they might have a high enough draft. Bro, bro. We know what you said. You said it on national television, you moron. Then you said, now I know, look, I know we live in a world where you could say one thing and just pretend like you didn't say it. That's 2022. Okay, like Rudy Giuliani said, truth, there's no truth. You just do what you want in the world now and just hope people believe you, right? Um, I, mean, I can go through many examples of that, which I won't do right now on the show, but truth's out the window now. But Brady Quinn, we know what you said about the Jets. Mm-hmm. We know you put us on blast. We know you tried to be a little wise ass about our boy Zach. We didn't take it lightly. Jet fans didn't. Jet fans didn't take it lightly. ABG fans didn't take it lightly. So what we went ahead and did, guys. Now you guys know ABG Production Studio. The first single. Mike, can you remind? What was it, Mike Brady? Oh, Brady Goodbye was the first Brady single goodbye. by Brady Michael Agaris. A huge hit, as we know. One of the biggest jet. One of the biggest jet anthems bumping in 2021, guys. The Brady Goodbye, which is tremendous work by Mike. ABG Production Studios put together another little hit here. Another little banger. Okay, this one's going to go out to you, Brady Quinn. Just for you. Wookie singing background vocals. ABG Productions. This is called Brady Quinn is Whack. Hit it, Mike. Season's going to be over before they get to the bye. I mean, that's just the reality of it. They've got to play basically uh, almost the entire the entire AFC North to start the season. They might go 0-4. There's a, there's a realistic scenario where they're 1-8 and eight here. 
maybe 0-9. I mean, I've got them winning five games and probably going back to the drawing board at the quarterback position in the 2023 draft. Brady Quinn is whack. I'm not just talking about his stats. You shit on gangrene. And you had the nerve to come at young Zach. Oh, Brady Quinn is whack. And I'm not just talking the stats. And I'm not just you show gangrene. And you and you came at young Zach. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Serious? What was that? A former first round bust talking smack when your career was whack? Practice squad QB level hack. Your mechanics were crap. Lame duck, limp wristed throws to the flat. Wide receivers running open, but your ball's hitting DBs in the back. Failed as a QB, so you project your hate onto Zach. Now the Jets are three and two, and your dumbass face in the fat. As an analyst, you lack charisma. Hot take straight off the rack. Unoriginal rap, plus that plastic dumb face to match. Meanwhile, with Zach Pittsburgh on the road, you know we handled him. Your second year, man, you couldn't beat out Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson. Played one more season before Cleveland abandoned him. But please give me your advice on our quarterback and how we should handle him. Hate on the Jets, man, that's original. Very clever, man. Dressed like an Abercrombie and Fitch. Meathead weatherman. Your mom's favorite quarterback. Zach Wilson's just a better man. Brady Quinn's tight because he played for seven years, still never met a fan. Oh, Brady Quinn's wife. Brady Quinn, why are you so mad, bro? Why are you so mad, Brady Quinn? Young Zach didn't deserve your your venom your scorn your anger your self-loathing projected onto him like you did brady quinn interesting you had four wins in your entire career zach has five wins only played 15 games i'm just saying just saying you got selected in the first round you didn't start for three years bro then once you did you got released that next offseason. Why are you so mad? Bounce around practice squads so the rest of your life. Horrible NFL quarterback. Hey man, I'm not saying your opinion doesn't matter. It does. But some people look dumb, then they open their mouths and they confirm it, don't they? I'm sure the ladies out there know what I'm talking about, don't you? Dumb ones always get exposed. Those dumb ones always get exposed, boys and girls. So give your career a few more years before you're selling insurance. Probably get into real estate. Maybe run for political office. You look like one of those guys. You look like one of those guys. A few more years before you're hitting Zach up. Trying to coach in his quarterback camp. You got a problem? Come to MetLife Stadium, Section 301. Come see me. You understand what I'm saying? I'm living that gangrene life. Don't come at New York, man. Don't come at New York. Bum-ass quarterback talking smack about Zach Wilson. Clown, AEBG, me in the parking lot, I'm out by the racetrack, cooking up their premium sausages, baby, playing some cornhole, wanna step up, let me know, I already know you don't got an arm, come see me, Brady, I'll smack you with the premium, show you what's up, what's the, I don't even, where do you even see Brady Quinn, what station is he on, what is he on, 
You know, I'm not even trying to be that guy. Where do you find him? ABG runs the sidewalks of MetLife. Jet Nation, ABG Nation, 2022. All gas, no break, baby. Dumb ones always get exposed, don't forget it. Brady Quinn is whack. Talking the staff, just talking you the staff. You shit on gangrene, and you came bad young Zach. <laughs> well, my oh, goodness, well, that's the latest. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my you God! Brady Quinn just got buried. That's the Whatever garbage uh, station he's on or television channel he's on, that show is gonna catch wind of this. I'm telling you. That is spectacular, man. That was There you go. There you go, Brady Quinn. You know, you got to be – I mean, this isn't even going to register in the universe of people that are on national TV. Who cares? We don't don't give a crap. This is for AABG fans. This is for Jet fans. Brady Quinn is a microcosm of every moron grabbing that low-hanging fruit. Uh, They don't do the research on the Jets. Oh, the Jets are going to go 08. They're going to go 09. They're going to stink. They're going to be horrible this year. Just dismiss them. Dismiss the Jets. Dismiss the squad this year, right? Where are we at now? Where are we at now, people? <laughs> I no, don't care what anybody says Brady, to me. It's not even just Brady Quinn. I mean, there's other people like Anita Marks who said we're going 0-9. And, and then we go 3-2. and 2, You know, they, they tweeted her. And she's like, oh, so what? You beat a third-string quarterback. Like, yo, like, there comes a point where you just say, hey, like, like I got Josh Allen wrong. I got Josh Allen wrong. I thought he was going to be a scrub. I didn't like his accuracy. I said he's going to be whack. He wasn't. I was wrong. I ate crow, and that's it. I admit. Okay? We're not all right, and we're not all wrong. But when you're wrong, just admit it. But people like Tom, like, uh, I want to say Tom Brady. <laughs> and Gazelle, but that's another story. But, you know, people like Brady Quinn and Anita Marks and, and others who get it wrong, they just double down. Oh, like, and like, that's just how it goes, you know? Like, speaking people, from but, a coach perspective, like, football is not basketball. You can't have one guy carry you to the playoffs. It, it doesn't happen that way. So for anybody to say, oh, one dude, yeah, the quarterback matters a lot, but guess what? There's 10 other guys playing football. So I don't care what anybody says, what anybody's viewpoint is, until you've watched it in real time, you don't understand. Because there is no one player that changes your whole football team. Maybe there's two, maybe there's three, maybe there's four, but there's never one, right? Look at LaDainian Tomlinson. Look at, uh, like, all these dudes. There's one guy, and that one guy shines, but no one else does, right? They don't win a championship. They don't win an AFC championship. They don't make it out of the divisional rounds because there's one guy. It's an 11-man game. It should be treated as an 11-man game. So whether Zach plays great or Zach manages the game like he did this week, guess what? Ten other guys played fantastic football. Zach had to do his thing while 10 other guys did their thing and we took a W against a team that still has I don't care if two is playing you still have Tyree Kill Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki I don't care who's playing at quarterback, those guys are some of the best at their position in football Look, I just, look the the, the biggest thing is um, I completely agree with everything you just said, but the reason why this is different for the New York Jets is that 
you know, usually we lose games like this, right? We lose to backup quarterbacks. We don't take advantage of situations when we could no, win. Mike, but we're, we're doing that, and I not only we're doing that, we're winning in the fourth quarter. And think about how young this team is. Zach Wilson, 23. Reese Hall, 21. Vera Tucker, 23. Carter, 23. Garrett, 22. Elijah, 22. Sauce Gardner, 22. So on and so forth. This team is a bunch of kids that are showing ability to execute <clears throat> when the time is needed. And, and you know what? This next week after... Uh, what we've seen is going to be a real good litmus test in, in uh, Lambeau, whether you want to see the Packers are playing well or not, beating beating and going up against Rodgers over there in uh, Green Bay is going to be a test for this young team. So this is Who's different. listening to Anita Marks anyway? I mean, seriously. Who is well, checking what? out the Anita Marks show on ESPN going, you know what? I, I, I can't miss the Anita Marks show. On ESPN today, whether I'm driving, whether I got the ESPN app, whether I'm at work. I, I mean, please, please. We know you played football competitively. We also know you you had everything just all out there in the Playboy thing. Nobody takes you seriously, Anita. You're betting all that stuff. That's great. Nobody's taking you seriously, Anita. Please, the people that call in to your show are older men that want to get in your pants. Or younger dudes that have no idea what's going on. Let's be realistic here. Wow, the, Wook, the Wookie's not the Wookie's not playing around. Tired of it. Not like tired of it. I don't think he likes her. I don't. Think I, I don't. I have no. I have no. Nothing. No crumb of my existence wants to you listen to Anita Marks talk just, about football. You guys know why the Wookie had a person Han Solo to check him? That's exactly why, right there. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes, sometimes you just go a little, you get a little too wild when you're a Wookiee. That Wookiee blood boils underneath and you just let it out. Apparently, Anita Marks, not a big fan of the Wookiee. I respect it. I want to say one thing real quick. She said that the Jets would go 0 9, would beat the Dolphins, and you say you'd beat a third string quarterback. What about the other two wins they had? Because they beat the Browns, too. And she's from Florida. She's a Miami fan. How are you crapping on your own team saying they're going to go 0 9 but beat your team? Well, also, look, for instance, go ahead and look at the Patriots last season, right? Right. They won nine games, I think, in what they beat one team that had a winning record. No one said they were beating bad teams. They just said they're nine and seven. And when you think about the Jets, when the Jets had Joe Flacco in there as a backup or Mike White or Josh Johnson or Bryce Petty a few years ago and we were taking L's, did anyone go, oh, man, no, no, but the Jets have a backup in. So, you know, you're not really. No, no one gives a shit about that stuff. This is the NFL. Backup or no backup. Doesn't make a difference. Every single one of these weekends is a battle. The Dolphins beat the Bills a couple weeks ago. I understand Skylar Thompson is not a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Neither is Tua. I don't care how he started the season off. He didn't play good in that game either. He stunk in that game. So That's right. Um, That's right. You, you guys know what I mean. I mean. But it's, it's a great it's a, game. It's still a great game, man. And I'm really, I, I can't wait to go through it with you guys. Yeah, let's do it, man. We're going to um, run through the game from this weekend. Mike has a breakdown of all the biggest plays, all the drives, quarters one through four. Here we go. Mike Ligaris, why don't you hit it with the Ligaris game breakdown? Let's do it. At the New York Jets, the fish get the ball first. Albert decides to call up a cornerback blitz. Smelt! Teddy into next week, setting the tone early sauce. Hit him so hard he caused intentional grounding by the goal line, which resulted in a safety. After punts from both teams, the Jets were driving in the early first. Wilson with a beautiful pass to Corey Davis for 17. Wilson really showing his execution and understanding of the offense. 
Then Brees Hall would move left for, for another four yards, getting the Jets closer for a field goal. This sets up Zerline to put the Jets up 5-0 with three minutes to go left in the first quarter. Very, very good start for the New York Jets. After forcing the fish to punt, the Jets get the ball back on the 20. Zach finds Brees free up the sideline to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. Oh my goodness, Brees Hall to the five, all the way to the one. Oh my goodness, he got free in the backfield. So I want to say that. This play. This play from our boy. A guy, he got, one of the defenders made contact with him right around the 20 yard line. Yeah. Right? I'm talking about just contact. He didn't get tackled to the one yard line. This freaking kid. That's why he's Brees the Beast. He couldn't bring him down. Spinning, doing his best, getting his legs up as high as he can. Got him all the way down to the one yard line, Michael. What a play. What a throw by Zach. Good awareness there. Tremendous run after the catch by Brees Hall. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then Michael Carter comes right back to vulture the touchdown from Brees Hall, putting the Jets up. 12 to nothing Yo, in the first half. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. So I just want everybody who watches ABG to know that orbit motion, you probably watch that and you're like, what the fuck are they doing this for? No one ever gets the ball. The only point of that is to figure out if they're in man or zone. Because that orbit goes in motion, and if they're in man, it's a different play for Zach Wilson. If they're in zone, it's that play for Zach Wilson. And if you play it back a little bit, you'll notice he sends him in motion, no one on the defense moves, and he sticks with the dive, and it's a touchdown. That's a great recognition play by Zach Wilson. That that was, and that's him just playing much better. There's another play in here that he, he also has really good recognition as well. That's moving the ball. But the victory would be short-lived. Although undermanned, Mike McDaniel executed his subject matter expertise by carving up the Jet defense with a running attack. They would score seven points, challenging New York, stopping the route. Unfortunate, but New York would get the ball back. The Jets would punt. Miami gets the ball back. Sauce Gardner with the interception. This sets the Jets up midfield Brees Hall continues his dominance, going for a 12-yard run, getting pushed out of bounds at the 23-yard line. This setting the Jets up, third and goal at the Miami 5. Zach Wilson makes a decision, understands the defense, takes what's given to him, touchdown, Zach Wilson, New York Jets, going 19 up against seven in this first half. I cannot believe what I'm watching from our quarterback and his decision-making. The Dolphins would then get the ball back and score another touchdown. They would not go away. They would continue to fight. Hats off credit to Mike McDaniels and the Dolphins. Yeah, Mike, can I just say something real quick? The touchdown that Brees Hall scored, excuse me, the touchdown that Zach Wilson scored, tremendous scramble by him. I was a little worried when he dove out there like that. Obviously, yeah. the kid's a bulldog, and he gives it 100%. I love it. but And every time your quarterback does that, you get a little worried. He got up. He was fine. But, Mike, that was with two minutes. I think it was about two minutes, three minutes left in the game when they uh, in the first half when the Jets scored. And, again, something that's been plaguing us all season, 
bad plays before the end of the first half. Miami goes down, doesn't just get a field goal, they get a touchdown, Mike. Yeah. Which felt like, with what you're going to get to in a moment here at the beginning of the second half, kind of felt like the momentum was maybe shifting in the directions of Miami at this point for me. That's right. I completely agree. Half of the game, the Dolphins would then get the ball back and try to get crazy with their offense, moving the ball all the way down into Jet territory. This team was continued to be relentless. They kicked a field goal, putting it 19 to 17. This is the time where we were beginning to get nervous because they had a third string quarterback. Now in the past, the Jets lost so many games like this to backup quarterbacks. You can go back to 2015 when they lost to TJ Yates and the Houston Texans. Jets would get the ball back here, fourth and two, decide to go for it, didn't make it. And you start thinking to yourself, all these memories of losing to scrub quarterbacks. Are we going to fall in line once again? Yeah, let's get to that play real quick, Sammy. I want to ask you about that fourth and two play right there. Yeah, like that, it bothers but, me a lot. And I, I was saying to you all game, the Jets had a bunch of third and short, fourth and, fourth and short opportunities. And for a guy like Zach Wilson, if you get him on a boot play, you get about, it's a two yard difference from where he's rolling out to where your nearest drag receiver is. Because if you're doing a boot, there's always an underneath route. You don't do a boot without one because that's the safety net. Of yeah, the yeah, field. sure. Yeah, and, yeah. and Wookie can speak to this if he wants as well, but that's, that's how you run a boot. So if you're ever third and short, fourth and short with the guy like Zach Wilson, you want to run the boot because Zach can get it with his legs or his arms. So he can see where that linebacker or down safety or corner nickelback is playing and decide if he is too far up and Zach is going to dump it or if he's too far back and Zach is going to run it and give the guy an opportunity to do and make a decision. And I feel like we just didn't give him that opportunity a lot in this game. Could have been 40-17 from the start. And I feel like we just didn't put him in a good enough position to capitalize on those things. Yeah, Sammy, and it seemed like on that play, that fourth and second play there, um, he went to Davis pretty fast on that play. And I don't, you know, I don't think the pass rush got to him that quick. So I'm thinking maybe that was the design. Maybe that was his first option on the play. Yeah, and if you look back at it, the tight end on the underneath uh, in route is open at two yards. He's wide open. So you can can dig and dunk and get the first down and progress further. Uh, Things like that a little bit bother me. Honestly, at that point, I wasn't really a fan of going at four at four and two, to be real with you. You have a third string quarterback, punt it. You know, Brett Mann is actually being the LeBron James of punting. Finally, he's actually doing a good job. Punt them, pin them back. That was what I was thinking. Oh, Mike, but. I, I don't, I disagree. I think at this point it's 1917 and that Thursday quarterback has scored more points than their starter did. So yeah. you're a little bit worried because your defensive game plan hasn't adjusted at all to this new quarterback style. And he was. And that first three quarters, it was close because he had so much time in the pocket. Now, I know we'll talk about Carl Lawson, but um, for the majority of the game, besides Lawson's pressures, he had a ton of time in the pocket yeah. to just sort of sit there and look around for Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to get open. Yeah. And that concerns me a lot as a fan. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see what's going on here. Miami got it again. They began to run. They set themselves up for a field goal, but they missed it. Wow. Good luck there. 
they missed the field goal, then the Jets would get the ball back. But can the Jets do it again? In the fourth quarter, Zach Wilson with a strike to his favorite receiver, Corey Davis, for 21 yards. Once again, in the fourth quarter, raising his game when the stakes are high. Zach Wilson to Wilson for a money third down completion. You couldn't have said it any better. This dude on point in every down that matters. You so huge. Crucial. That's when you need the quarterback. Remember, you use Brees Hall, you use Carter, you use the team, right? But when we need you, Zach, you got to come through. And that's what the young kid is doing. I'm, I'm so proud of this dude. Yeah, two 20-yard completions on this drive alone, Mike, in the game. I know he only had about 210 yards, but like Sammy just said, it seemed like when we needed a big play, when we needed him to make a big-time throw in this game, he made the play. That's right. Oh. Have a lie. Oh, there we go. With the Zach attack play to Brees Hall, pushing the ball all the way to the one-yard line. First and goal for the New York Jets. And dude, once again, they Michael Carter up to a second, like a hot second. This dude has a nose for touchdowns. This dude knows what it takes to get in the freaking end zone, man. <laughs> You're talking about Michael Carter? Oh, this dude is always like arm out, arm out, arm out. Like always guaranteed this guy is a beast. Yeah, but Sammy, we needed the Brees Hall touchdown for the parlay. So I don't yeah. want to hear about Michael Carter right now. Brees yeah. got one. He got to the one twice. You had to punch one of those in for us. Do you know what I'm saying? At least at this point in the game, he ended up getting one, but you know what I mean. Vulture, another touchdown from Brees Hall. That could have been two passing touchdowns from Zach Wilson or two receiving touchdowns from Brees Hall, but it ends up being two rushing touchdowns from Michael Carter doing the waddle. Miami <laughs> will get the ball back. Trying to do something. Carl Lawson with the strip sack. Quinnen Williams picks up the ball. Stiff arms. Tyreek Hill, get out of my way, state taxes. Oh, man, the Jets <laughs> defense is putting it on the fish. Carl Lawson. Look at this. Let's watch this again. Oh, my goodness. String Let's quarterback. Quinnen picking the ball Yeah, you know what? Can we just say then... something real quick, Mike? I know that Tyreek Hill, it's not like he necessarily got a devastating hit on him, but it was a good enough hit. And he's a small enough man that he did go airborne. So if you slow it down enough, you do see him flying in the air. Curtis, we have Quentin Williams. He chose the Dolphins over the Jets. I get the state tax thing. He came to MetLife. He got whooped. And you got thrown on the ground by a giant man. Love to Rich, see him, Mike. Great Rich, play by Carl Lawson. That's you get to beat on kids. Rich Samini did a interview with a lot of the players after the game, and they had a lot to say about this play because a lot of the Jet, Jet players in the locker room were pissed with Tyreek because he was talking all that trash, and they were happy what Quinnen did, you know, putting that stiff on him. So this was a very popular play Wait, in the locker we, room, according to Mike, Samini. do we give Q the fullback dive on the one and get him the tutty? That would have been. <laughs> do we get him the tutty? <laughs> I would, You a refrigerator? Oh, man. Well, let's see. Let's see how this played out. Zach Wilson to Brees Hall. Touchdown. New York Jets putting their foot on the Miami throats. Oh, here we go. And then to finish it off, Brees Hall to the right, pushing the ball down deep into Miami territory late in the fourth quarter. The Jets are just feeding the beast. And then we go to Braxton Berrios to the left. All the way to put the Jets up 40 
40. A wow. 40 spot. Oh. Miami Dolphins. Mm. This team, say what you want, came to play. And they kneel on the ball to finish the game. 40 to 17, New York Jets. Division win, first in two years. Unbelievable. Can I say something real quick? Mike, does, um, hold on, Sandy, hold on one second, hold on one second. Mike, I know I need a mark said playing a third string quarterback. Does he play, he doesn't play defense, right? Skylar Thompson? He doesn't play defense, right? No, he doesn't. So when the Jets drop 40 points on the Dolphins, right? 40 points they drop on this team. People still trying to find excuses bringing up third string quarterbacks. He doesn't play defense. How does that affect the defense? They were still able to move the ball. They're still getting calls. Yep, yep. Same. I'm just saying. I want to hype you up real quick because, like, in between the fourth quarter, you turn to the sideline. You're like, take a look, and all the Dolphins fans. I'm sure ABG saw. Oh, we got it on the Instagram. Oh, we got it. Walking out of the stadium and Keith going, "Hey, see you later." See you later. I'll tell you what, guys. I don't. I'm not one of those type of fans that minds other fans being at a game. I, I go to other games in other cities and I, me and Mike were in Houston. Everyone was respectful to us. I'm respectful to you. Just don't be a jackass. Right. Don't act like a moron. Don't see what you see from the quote unquote Bills Mafia who have somehow taken being a white trash piece of garbage and acting like a moron. They kind of hijacked that and made it seem like it's the way to act. Just don't do that. And we had too many of those people this weekend, Miami fans acting a fool up in this stadium. Not in our immediate section because they know better in section 301. Okay? Already set the precedent. Already set the tone in my section. You're not coming How's your quarterback situation going, Miami? How's your quarterback situation right now? You got a guy that had a bad hip coming in, can't throw a deep ball to save his life, threw six touchdowns, you thought he was the second coming. Where is he right now? You got nothing. Nothing. Just be respectful. Walk out of MetLife. You guys lost. Take the L. Don't end up another, you know, don't end up on TMZ. Hey, look. Well, look, man, let let, let me just be real. Look, guys, guys, and and Keith, and and you guys know more than I do about this, but Miami fans, I get it, but they're they're nothing compared to the Hill people. So we've done with. with, I'm I'm merely talking about their presence in the stadium. Doesn't make people mad, but there's a visiting section. They can come, they can cheer. You can root for your team as much as you want. Just. When your team starts getting whooped, when you start getting handled on the field, when the Jets score three touchdowns in about 10 minutes, and you're walking out with your head down, don't give anyone the finger. Don't F-bomb security. Don't throw a beer at somebody, you pieces of garbage. Just walk out with a little bit of respect. I've seen the Jets lose a million goddamn times at that stadium. I'm a professional at it at this point. I don't bother anyone on the way out. I want to throw some of these guys on the escalator half the time. You don't do it, right? Miami fans had to learn this weekend. We saw a couple of people get smacked around also in the stands, yeah. guys. And I want to say, I want to say anything about it, but uh, Miami, you come in. If you're going to come in and you're going to rock teal, you're going to rock orange, you better be tough. You're going to open Anyone that, coming that, in, that, you that, better fucking be respectful. That, that's, that's true. So, guys, big win. Now, to me personally... I think that this next game is our litmus test. Now, people are going to say, oh, you beat, you beat the Browns backup. Uh, you beat Kenny Pickett, you know, a rookie. You beat uh, Skylar Thompson. You haven't beat a quarterback. Okay, understood. We're going in the Lambo on Sunday, okay? We're relatively healthy. 
our best player on the team happens to be an offensive lineman named Elijah Vera Tucker. He's the best player in the Jets. I, I think he's an all pro period. And what he's done is just, just I can't even speak the value that this man, young man is. And I'm just so thrilled that we have him. So I think the offensive line is healthy and intact. We have our running backs. We have Zach. We have our team ready to roll. Now, we're going to be going up against Aaron Rodgers. You guys saw what Roheem Mostert did to this defense. Now, to be real, to be real, Ulbrich and Sala wanted this. They didn't, I don't want to say they wanted this, but they set up their defense to kind of, they were scared to death about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle beating them. So they had uh, um, that kid, uh, Parks, playing uh, safety, a third safety back there. like, And so they were uh, pretty much letting them run and just didn't want to get beat by the pass. So some of that, you could say, oh, the defense was bad, but they kind of like would design their defense in a way to just make sure we don't get beat by any of those crazy receivers. So now, going up against Green Bay, are we afraid of Aaron Jones? I, I definitely worried about it. I'm definitely worried about AJ Dillon. I'm definitely worried about them just yeah. you know running up on our defensive line. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, we already know what he is. I've already told you guys we're going to get our two predictions in a second. I I absolutely think we're going to lose this game. I I mean I understand that the Giants just beat them. I understand that they had 24 run up on by Bill Zappi or Zippy or whatever the hell his name is over there in New England. I understand their team hasn't been doing that great, but it, it's hard for me to see what we're about to walk into. And remember, Sala and Lafleur, they're best friends. They're best friends. Okay, not just his brother, Michael, but Sala, they've known each other since they were in their 20s. They were 20 years old, you know what I'm saying, living together. So they know exactly what each does, which could be an advantage, disadvantage. I'm not really sure, guys. But I will say, if they can hang with Green Bay, hang with them i'm gonna feel really good about this team yeah i mean i would say the same thing i think that i know the giants obviously played green bay and won last week i always look at the london games this is no disrespect looking to the giants um i've said already i don't think the giants are a great team but the games in london are just like all bets are off when teams go over there so i wasn't i know a lot of people were surprised the giants won the giants have been playing decent enough this year um they seem like they're much more well-organized than the previous year with Joe Judge in there. So I, I wasn't as surprised they beat the Packers just because it seems like there's always strange upsets over there. These teams go to London and just strange things happen. So I think we're going to get the normal Green Bay Packers coming at us in Lambeau Field, the ones that we're used to. You know, I know Aaron Rodgers, eight touchdowns this year, three interceptions, 95 QB rating. Maybe for Aaron Rodgers, a 95 QB rating isn't as normal, isn't as, as elite as he's used to. Um, still a great season for him. 231 yards per game passing. Jones and Dylan, man, out of the backfield. Those are a couple beasts, though. And I think one of the reasons, Mike, I'm a little worried about this game is this reason right here is that when you talk about um, Gary and Campbell, when you talk about Smith, they're, they're left outside linebacker, middle linebacker, right outside linebacker, probably the best linebacking group in the league insofar as the three of them go. Yep, yep. All three of them are tremendous. Um, really good at stopping the run, all three of them. They get to the quarterback also. So, you know, we've been able to run the ball a little here. That worries me with that. But, I mean, hey, look, before last week, we were throwing it a lot. Zach, even that, even the game versus the Steelers, put the ball in the air a lot. So, I'm interested to see how the Packers attack this Jet offense. 
because, I mean, last week we seemed like we found a little something in the run game, but they're pretty good at stopping the run. But they also have a lot of good corners on Green Bay. So this is a tremendous team, man. That's why I give, I tip my hat. I, I you know, threw a little threw a little salt in the wound there. Or I should say I talked a little smack about the Giants there, but Giants got the win last week, and I'm impressed because the Green Bay Packers defense is really good. Yeah. Um, you look at how many guys they have. Alexander is one of the one of the best corners in the league, guys. Their safeties are good. Um, they're well coached. So I, I don't know, man. I know what Mike's saying when it comes to going envisioning us going into Green Bay and taking a dub. It's hard to envision it. It was also hard for us to envision that in Pittsburgh. Situation a little different. Trubisky, Kenny Pickett are not Aaron Rodgers. I understand that, guys. But they've been making some mistakes here and there. I mean, when you look at the offenses on paper, guys. Packers are 10th in the NFL. They're averaging about 362 yards. Jets are 12th, averaging 356. So we're right there. You look at the defense, Packers 5th in the league. They're only giving up 303 yards a game. Jets 10th in the league, only giving up 320. So I know it's the Jets. I know it's the Packers. I know the pedigree is a little different for us. But when you look at the stats so far this year, even past defense, Jets are giving up about 205 yards a game passing, which is really good. Packers 177. So both these teams are pretty evenly matched on paper. The difference is where the Jets, they're the Packers. They're always going to get the benefit of the doubt, I think, for most people and most pundits. Cobb is their leading receiver this year. I think, you know, that's just a byproduct of the fact that um, teams are kind of trying to shut down Lazard. The guy, the rookie Dobbs is really good, too. Three touchdowns for Lazard. Let me ask Sammy what he thinks before I get into my prediction. Jets heading into Green Bay, coming off a loss last week for the Pack. You think we got a shot? How do you think this game is going to go this weekend, Sammy? Uh, I think we have a real shot. I think the uh, Pack rely too much on the run game. Um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is what he used to be without Devontae Adams. Um, I think that's been pretty evident. Usually, Rodgers may start 0-2, but he finishes 13-3, and right? Um, and we haven't seen that a lot this year, and I think that's a big product of not having guys outside. I think we match up super well. Um, our corners are some of the best in the league. Uh, Sauce has allowed 127 yards so far, and DJ Reed's quarterback rating is a 16.6. Wow. That's wild. The, that is phenomenal, the next, man. The next highest is Darius Slay at 27, and the lowest is J.C. Horn at 13. So either way you look, you're covered, and I don't think the Packers have the outside talent to cover it. I think the Jets put seven guys in the box. They emphasis uh, defensive end contain and blitzing the inside A-gaps. And I think we take this W, and I think it's actually no. – I, I do, and I think no. it's actually a little bit more um, uneven than people think because I don't think – I know the Packers' defense is good. Yeah, but – Their offense hold, hold is equally as terrible, Mike. Sammy, Sammy. Mike, you they saw Moster. You saw Moster. They could not stop. Receivers. They could not stop. The Dolphins. Yeah, because Mike, yeah, but they don't have a Tyree kill, man. Hold on, hold on. I agree. That, I I agree with you. Okay. You have to remember that a head coach is going to plan for what that team does best. So they knew going in that their best bet for Miami winning that football game is the receivers. And you right. can attest to this as a player. You focus for four days on a certain concept or scheme. For four days, and you yep. shut that down, and you're like, "Beat me with a run, and I'm cool with it." Yeah, so and that's what they did. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. But so I think we do the same thing against the Packers. I think we say Aaron Rodgers beat us with your arm. 
because I don't think their receivers are good enough. Aaron Rodgers is great. I don't think their receivers are good enough. It doesn't matter how good yeah, Aaron I got Rodgers you. is. I, I understand Aaron Rodgers and is Tom Brady and Deion Branch. I don't think that's going to happen. I see those dudes on on Green Bay really struggling from the press coverage that the Jets are going to give them. And I see Aaron Rodgers' offensive line really struggling from the pressure he's going to get. And I really think that we're so keyed into run stopping that our offensive pass game is going to be even better because guess what that means? If you're going to stop the run, everybody else is in man coverage. So now the whole week last week you practiced man coverage against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And now you're playing against guys who are significantly like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Green Bay wide receivers. That's true, right? So, yeah. so you're used to now. Now your mimic coverage is those two guys who are studs, and now you're going to Green Bay. I think you focus on the run. You stop a uh, AJ and Dylan, and I think you're good to go because I don't wow. depend. I know Aaron Rodgers is great, but I don't think his supporting cast is good enough. Yeah, you know what? When uh, I don't know if I want to. Say I want to see Aaron Rodgers beat up with his arm, but I, I kind of know where Sammy's going, which is well, what's the situation? What's the scheme the Jets could do on defense to give us the best chance of winning the game? And if it's to let Aaron Rodgers get six and seven yard completions, I guess, man, if that's the approach Sammy would do, the head coach, knock yourself out. I know a couple years ago, before the last two seasons, when Devontae Adams was hurt. And their wide receiver core was not, as we mentioned, I think last week, Aaron, I know I mentioned, I think maybe you sent me the stat, Mike. One of our friends did. Aaron Rodgers has only thrown one touchdown in his career to a first round draft pick of the Yeah, Packers. that was me. And it was Mercedes Lewis. There you go. So, so my point being, Mike, he's gone through other years where people have questioned the, outs, the, the, the speed on the outside, the talent on the outside, the talent at wide receiver like Sammy's doing right now. And some of those years were lean years, 2018, 2019, 25 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns, still an efficient quarterback. But you look at this year, and he already has three picks, which is not Aaron Rodgers. Like, he'll finish the season and have tremendous stats. We, we all know that. I'm, I'm not getting nuts here, guys. But he's averaging about a yard less than last year, averaging a lot of yards less passing the game, passing per game than last year, which maybe is a byproduct, like Sammy said, of them trying to run the ball more. I understand that also. But whatever the case may be, the, their defense, their offense is still pretty good. It's still ranked 10th. It's not like this is some horrible offense, guys. Um, I mean, the rookie Dobbs is pretty good. Lazard's not a superstar, but I think in the red zone, I think he's a pretty good receiver. Um, Cobb is still showing you a little something. Tons not that bad of a tight end. Uh, I think we'll see, man. Like, like this team is a team I picked to win the Super Bowl, or I should say to get to the Super Bowl. And the reason is because when I looked at them, they were the most complete team outside of the Bills, maybe, to me in the whole NFL. And, uh, you know, you've seen them have a few ups and downs as the year started, but – I think it's going to be a close game, a tight game. I think it's just going to take an L, though. I don't think they're going to get blown out or anything like that. I could see us putting some points up, too, on the board. Uh, maybe lose this game, maybe like 24, 28, something like that. But it's hard for me at this point, even with the enthusiasm, even as as hyped as I am, even though I'm riding high off the Brady Quinn is whack video, guys, all those all those factors involved. It's still hard for me to go out and predict a Jet W this yeah. weekend. But yeah, I'll tell you this, Keith, though. If they somehow do win this game, if they somehow do, let me just say this. In the next three games, they have Green Bay and Green Bay, then they have to go to Denver, and then they got to play home against New England. Yep. If they can just take two of those games, you probably are going to the playoffs. 
because look at the back. Then you play the Bills and then you have a bye, and then look at the trash on the back end. You win two of the. So just think about this to, when you guys, Jet fans, going in on Sunday, you win this game. Yo, you guys, we're set up because the back half, trash. We got Fields, we got Lawrence, we got Gino. Even though Gino's playing really Mike, good, I love I love Gino. But Gino's yeah. gonna Gino's gonna turn back into a pumpkin at some point because this is getting silly. Now we've never officially come out and said it, but obviously we support Gino Smith. We have no hate from ABG. I hope you kill it. As long as you're not playing the Jets, man. I thought Gino was a good guy. Oh, Maybe yeah. got a raw deal here. Got a raw deal his rookie year. Wasn't expected to start. Rex put Sanchez out there. He gets hurt in the last preseason game. What are we doing, Rex? Wookie had him too. I know that he got punched in the face, unfortunately. You know, I'll say, Mike, when you look at the schedule, like you said, I can easily see us being four and four here after eight games. And then when you go through the rest of the schedule, Mike, you have Buffalo, tough one, right? You have New England at New England, but right now they're not looking great. I don't care about Bailey Zappi last week. The team, we'll see what happens with Buffalo. But like Mike said, Chicago, Minnesota, Buffalo again, Lions, Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami. Out of those games on paper, I think the ones you – I mean, Minnesota, even though they have a lot of talent, Mike, they're up and down this year too when you see them play. You never you, – you get a stinker out of Kirk Cousins at any moment. So, I think the, the Buffalo game, the Buffalo game, they'll be favored to lose, obviously. But the rest of those games outside of the two with Buffalo, I don't think there's a reason they can't win those games. I'm not saying they're obviously going to lose some of these games or win some of them, but I mean, I, I could see – this is shaping up. I think is a much different year than a lot of people anticipate. Oh my especially, especially when Zach went down, and we knew we'd be rolling with Joe Flacco maybe for three weeks. You know, Keith, I think it's shaping up for a better season than we thought. Three New York teams are seven and three right now. Uh, it's unbelievable. And here, and the biggest thing is, guys, I see growth from the quarterback. I was talking to you guys on the chat while we watched it. He looks solid, like an NFL quarterback. He looks like he's making decisions and understanding the game. And he's not forcing it. I mean, he he had the interception the first game. You know, he, he makes a couple of boneheaded mistakes here and there. But he, he looks cleaner. He looks, I don't, I can't explain it really. I, like, I it, love, it, 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 I'm very encouraged with, with what Zach was well doing. And, and I'm going to tell you guys something right now. He looks like the best quarterback in that draft right yeah. now. I'm just no, saying, Mike. I just love saying. This exact reason he doesn't do this. Mark Sanchez, drop up. Yeah, he's confident. He keeps his elbow up and he's making a throw. He doesn't have the pit pat or the happy feet. And I love you for saying that because you're 100. Yeah, you right. know what? I don't think there was a pass last week that was an incomplete or a pass that made me, you know. Be sick to my stomach, like right. stabbing other times. You know? We're like, oh my god, what the hell? What was that? Like, about? I wasn't like, scared, Keith. You know how, like, we were all yeah. jittery, like, oh, he's gonna throw. I wasn't scared. Yeah. I was like, yo, go, go, do yeah. what you gotta do. And like, you look at the back half, like Mike said, man, this could shape up to be a better season than we thought. I don't think anyone thought the Jets were really going to arrive this year. I didn't hear a lot of people predict the Jets to have a great season this year, and I'm not saying that we're going to, but I'm saying it started off pretty good. Brady Quinn and the haters, you know, be damned. Jets have three wins in the first five games. And even though people who thought we would stink now want us to give those wins back, apparently, even though Jacoby Brissett was, what, 22 for 25 or something? I mean, what, what, what was what was Watson going to do? Go 23 for 25? What, what, what are we doing? Like, he didn't play bad when he came in. Kenny Pickett threw some picks, but he was 10 for 13. They had two touchdown drives. What? This guy, Skylar Thompson, had two touchdown drives also. So 
NFL 2022, nobody feels bad for the Jets. So guess how much sympathy I have for any team throwing a backup out there versus us? Zero. Zero. When we're throwing Josh Johnson out there last year. That's what I'm saying. You know, when we're throwing bugs out, no one gives a shit. But when it's the Jets, they throw cold water on you. And we have the power now. And that's fine. Look, that's the narrative that's been put against this team. We have to break out of it. I I tell everybody all the time, I'm like, you know what? They just got to go do. And if they go out there and they go beat the Packers in Lambeau, it shuts everyone the hell up. That's Mike, that's what I'm getting at is that, you know, you're the Jets. So you get this type of hate. And it's just the byproduct of the, the history of the team and the way they played the last 11 or 12 years. I understand that part. But the only thing you can do is go out, win games, and change it. So no one can say nothing to Jet fans or the team or about Zach. No one's coming on shows throwing shade because it's easy. Not even using their brain. Just because it's easy to do. It's fun to do. They know they'll get callers calling in, right? When they they gaslight the Jet fans. I get it. We understand. I've been seeing it done for 40 years. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to tell you right now, what Solid did in that first week when they lost and saying, yo, we're collecting receipts. We all were like, oh, she, yo, he had the balls to put himself out there because he believed in this team. And I guarantee you that those players responded. They they, they really felt, yo, that's, yo, our coach just got it. And yo, look what's up. Like if they end up going to the playoffs or like being, yo, that, that statement that he said week one, which was ballsy, son, we all were yeah. like, yo, son. Like, yo, you know who you're dealing with? You're dealing with the Jets right now. You came out like, yo, we're collecting receipts. I'm listening to all you mother... Oh, man. And you know, Jets are three and one since then with the loss being a Flacco disaster game versus the Bengals. Who knows? Like, who knows how that game works out if Zach plays? Yeah. Zach, he was a statue back there just getting nailed. At least Zach has the escapability Maybe he could have extended some plays. Who knows how the game went? Bengals are a great team. I'm not discounting them at all. They played well that day. But, man, the Jets have been doing good. We're riding high here. One of the best. This is, this is how bad the Jets have been, guys, since me and Mike started rocking AEBG. This may be one of our best stretches in the five years we've been doing the damn show, Mike. With the most enthusiasm. Even the year we went 7-9, and nine, we won, I think, six games on the back end that first season with Gase. No one was feeling it. No one cared. There was no enthusiasm. No one looked great. Sam didn't look good. You didn't feel like, oh, you know what? We turned a corner here. You didn't feel that. You didn't feel that at all. With this team, with Zach, with Breeze, with Garrett Wilson, with the rookies all balling out, even with, and this is another thing we're not getting no credit for, what's going on with our offensive line. Yeah. And we still have three wins this year. No one cares, though, do they? You get no credit when you're the Jets. You get no credit when you're Zach Wilson or Robert Salah playing with a line that's compromised like they are. So, hey, it's a great show this week. Green Bay coming up next week. Guys, we get another W. If we're four and two, forget it. Forget it. Jet fans are going to be losing it. Okay. Happy the Giants are playing well for you, Wookie, too. But man, I love to get that fourth win for the Jets and just do the Packers up just like you guys did last week. Mike, I think we covered everything for the week. If anyone does want to get at us, support AEBG in any way, shape, or form, how could they do that? Well, we are on Facebook at aebg.jetsradio on Twitter at aebg underscore nyj podcast and on Instagram at jet.aebg You heard the man on behalf of the biggest jet fan in the state of Texas Michael Agaris on behalf of the greatest tight end and background vocalist in the game today the big Wookiee Nick Kronk on behalf of the greatest high school football coach in the nation 
Sammy O'Hare. My name's Keith Farrell. Get at you next week, everybody. Peace out. <clears throat> you know, I think I think you guys are gonna beat 